Hey guys, my name is Aaron McManus, and I'm here with my dad, Rowan Rocco McManus. And today we're kind of doing uh, an extra episode. This is stoppage time. In honor of all of the pre-qualifying soccer matches happening around the world, uh, we're going to talk. I'm going to ask him some, I'm going to ask my dad a couple questions about faith. And you're really going to try to put me on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot because, you know, I've been put on the spot and I want to, <laughs> and I was like, I think these are like basic questions people who are on a faith journey or don't believe in God ask. And so I get these questions, and I do the best that I can to answer them, but you have really great answers. All right, then I'm going to answer them as if you did not believe in God. Uh, that's what I tried to do on the previous attempt at this, and... You, you didn't like the way I was responding. No, no one would have liked the way you were responding. You weren't answering anything. You were just avoiding everything. Okay, so, like, one thing, the question I get a lot is, is, hey, you believe in Jesus and you love God. I don't believe in God even though I, maybe I was raised in a religious context, mm-hmm. or maybe it was a, a religious um, like uh, ethnicity, sure. like being Jewish, um, how do you believe in God? Okay, I think it's um, pretty straightforward when you look at, all right, two big options. No God, God. Okay. Right? Right. And to believe that there's no God, you would maybe have to move toward like scientific determinism where... Um, all the universe is mathematical. We don't know how things started, but they somehow just erupted, and that um, life happened from this very, very unexpected mathematical um, out consequence. And and so when you look at the universe and its design and the fact that there's uh, uh, all the elements for life on this planet in the middle of this massively ever-expanding universe. It takes an immense amount of faith to believe that there was uh, no intention behind the universe. Well, you say de- you say design, I say occurrence. Well, the occurrence has design. It, I don't know right? if it has design, but it has occurred. There are patterns. No, 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 no. Uh, look, um, you love designing. I do love designing. And and so to have design, you have to think through through your imagination what something's going to look like, how it's going to be shaped, how it's going to be tailored. How it's going to fit together. Yes. You don't just take uh, fabrics and materials and paint and colors and just throw them into space and they all just form as a jacket. Right. So when something exists with design, it implies a designer. So I don't I don't walk into Louis Vuitton or walk into. But you never walk into Louis Vuitton. Yes, actually, I don't. But I just pick that. Like, you never walk, I walk into by. Dog collectors. I, I walk by <laughs> Louis Vuitton. I don't look in the window and think to myself. How did that get there? Okay. I know that someone originally named Louis Vuitton yeah. began making travel cases. And because and I, I even like studied some of the history and went, oh, this is how Louis Vuitton started. Okay, so you studied the history. So where's the history of the creation of the world? Right. So here's the thing. Uh, science says that everything came out of nothing. Right. And so does the Bible, technically. Actually, the Bible says everything that is seen came out of that which is unseen, which means that the universe actually came out of the imagination of God. So the difference between believing in no God and believing in God is actually a question about intention and design. Is there design to the universe? Every scientist would say yes. So then do you believe design can actually come out of accident or do you believe design always comes out of intention? And what I would say... But both are true. I see. I would say, no, that design doesn't come out of accident. That design actually comes out of intention or intelligence. 
And so I think it's easier to believe there is a God because the universe has intelligence, because the universe has design. And even people who don't believe in God a lot of times use the language of the universe. The universe is for you or universe um, is leveraging everything in your direction or, you know, or the universe is after me. You know? and, yeah. and we tend to personify the universe. But if and it's easier for people to believe, quote, in the universe than to believe in God. Do you feel like we actually personify the universe or we depersonify God to give him a, 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 a really open-ended answer going, okay, it's the universe? Yeah, because we don't want to come to the conclusion that there is a God. See, if, if I get hit by a baseball in the head, my immediate thought is, who threw that? It's, it's not, wow, what an odd thing that a baseball somehow came flying through space and hit me. I, I, I'm actually programmed to believe there was a cause behind the effect. Okay. And what science says is there was no cause behind the effect. There was just an effect without a cause. And so when you pull it all the way back, it takes such great faith to believe there is no God because you believe in effect without cause. See, I believe in God because I believe that both science, I mean physics, mathematics, and faith all affirm that every effect has a cause and that God's the original actor in the action of life. Yes and no. Because I'm going, okay, so if God exists, how come... How come I've never, if God exists, God has been the root of a lot of good and evil. No, no, not. see, now you're giving God attributes. I'm just going all the way back to, let's not even pretend we understand the attributes of God. Wait, no, 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 I'm, no saying, I'm saying Because this. we get the attributes confused because we start putting in the definition of God all of human action. Okay. Because you cannot know anything about God outside of human action or outside of the universe. Okay. I looked at my phone for two seconds, and now I look like McGregor with no ankles. So the, <laughs> I'm getting rocked. Okay, so and my point here isn't to debate you. It is to genuinely find a line of questions to follow. No, you got me focused. Now I'm like, bring it on. Okay, so here you go. <laughs> if, if you believe in God so clearly, how come I so clearly can't see him? You and how come he didn't leave a VHS of the creation of the universe, if he's all-powerful, all-creation. You bought a friend a gift last night. Yes. What would you have thought if, after they opened it and loved it, they said, wow, I wonder how this got here? And then you said, I brought it. I bought it. Right. I'm giving it to you. And they go, no, no, no. That can't be true. Because, the, the, see, when we say, well, wait a minute, there's no proof of God, I'm going, there's an entire universe in the spectrum of this universe, you, you have the sun that isn't even fire. I didn't say there was a proof. <laughs> I said there isn't. I didn't say there's proof. I didn't say there's like, okay, a gift is one thing. So design, I, you're saying that something is designed, that something is created. I am saying, where is his active being? What I'm saying is it's everywhere. And so it is the universe. It, it, the universe is a, an overwhelming proof of God. Okay. A display of God's beauty and wonder, his genius, his imagination. The problem is we're like fish who can't see the water. We are inside of the splendor of God's creation, but because we're living inside of it, we're blind to it. Okay. Or we see it, and then faith is born.
So how come I can't see God still? <laughs> because you're not looking in the right direction. Where's the right direction? The right direction is everything inside of you and everything around you because you are part of this universe, the fact that you're alive. It, it, uh, to me, a perfect example is years ago, there was this Chinese business person, and uh, they said to me, I cannot believe there is a God because I cannot believe in things you cannot see. Mm. And I said, then stop breathing because if you inhale, it violates everything you say is true. Because every second you're trusting something that you cannot see. You believe that oxygen is here because it gives you life. We believe in things we cannot see every second, Aaron. <laughs> I'm on your side. No, no, no. I'm just trying to, you, to you, roll you, reverse right now. You, you get on that plane and you don't get to meet the pilot. He could have had a bad night. His wife could have left him. He could have got drunk and that's happened in the past. That, you're putting your entire life in the hands of someone you can't see. That entire engine, you didn't go look at the engine. You just know the plane works. And because you're, no, you, on, you're, you're on this plane and you go from L.A. New York and you don't realize how many levels of faith were involved. No, because there's, there's uh, councils and, and securities and governance and big fines and all of these things that happen. That's in, right. And you're putting your faith in all of those. I'm putting faith. I'm just saying I pay for my taxes and that is a system is created, a system in which I can prove or disprove exists based on its functionality and effectiveness and if it gets me to point A to point B. Does that make sense? Where is the accountability for God? Oh, this is why we don't believe in God. This is why. Because you want to hold God accountable, but, he, not, no, but no. he wants to hold you accountable. <laughs> and we do not like the fact that there's someone we cannot hold accountable who holds us accountable. And that's why we should be really grateful that God but is But why good. do I need to be held accountable? Because this is the, my other thing is, if people who believe in God are supposed to be so great, why do they destroy each other so often? So if... Because some, honestly, like, the, my, my people who don't believe in God over here are way happier than my people who do believe in God because the people who do believe in God are now awakened to this idea that they are less than, that they should shame each other and guilt each other, destroy each other based on this thing and this idea of sin. Sin, another thing that I can't see except for maybe I see that people no, are sad sometimes. No, now you're doing to people who don't believe in God the same thing people do to the poor. You romanticize the poor as if the poverty somehow is romantic. People who do not believe in God are just as miserable as people who do believe in God. They're, they're just as unhappy. They're, they struggle because they're human. And believing in God and not believing in God doesn't change the essence of, of the reality that we are human beings. And so we all go through the same stuff. So the person without God is going through the same stuff. And that's why so many of them are searching for God because they're trying to make sense of life. The challenge is when we do believe in God, we get so confused thinking that now we're supposed to be God's guardians of morality and spend our lives holding other people accountable for living up to what we think they should do. And that actually is not a burden we're supposed to carry. Interesting. And so let's, so let's go back. All right. So you can choose to not believe in God, but you have to realize what you're actually saying is... No, I believed in God when you talk about air. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 there's, well, yeah, it just it, don't act like you're smarter or more intellectual or more rational because you're believing in an effect without a cause. No, but this is the thing. I don't think they think, I don't think, I don't think everyone thinks they're smarter, more, more rational, uh, more scientific. I just think they leave it at what it is. I can't see it. Thus, I, 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 it doesn't exist. 
You know something I, else you can't see? I, I don't, it's not even, no, but it's not even that, that I don't think that they don't want to see it. I think sometimes they do want to see it. And I think there is an openness to it. I think it's a gentle openness. I think it's not necessarily a, as hard of a line as people think. But I think it goes, why would I step into something that restricts my freedom when I see the people who are supposed to be free, not that free? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Because the things that I can see actually don't reflect the goodness of the thing you describe. And I go, and that's why we so desperately need God, because even people who believe in God are still a mess. <laughs> and and it's not the belief that changes you. It's the relationship that changes you. I mean, how many movies have come out where um, the guy is in love with a girl and another girl's in love with that guy, and she's the right one, but he can't see it? Are you talking about my last couple of weeks? No, I'm just talking about... Every every romantic comedy that's ever been out there, right? Okay. Yeah, it's sure. it's even just Pride and Prejudice. It's every sense and sensibility, everything, and and the, and we're all watching this, right? Going, why can't you see her? And he can't see how much. Not only does she love him, he can't see how much he actually loves her. I'm gonna cry. Keep going. And the reality is that love is something that you can't see until it's an action. Hmm. And when you ask me, why can't I see God? It's because you don't realize that God is like love. You can't see God except when it's an action. Mm. And which is why when people believe in God and don't live by love, it actually invalidates the message of Jesus. Because people go, wait a minute. If God is love, then why are you treating me like this? Why are you acting like that? But when we do live a life of love, we actually become the visible, physical manifestation of the proof of God. That was really good. I think we should do this more often. A little bit. It's 13 minutes. No, it, it would be good. And I want to talk about sin next time. All right. Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. We'll talk about sin next time. Yeah. And um, I, you know. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting into the role of. <laughs> it's interesting. One of my friends. Uh, yeah. Can I can I deviate just a little bit? Sure. One of my friends who's um, a billionaire. Okay. Called me up the other day. And um, I didn't answer right away, but then I called him back because I was, I was in a meeting. And, and I asked him, um, what's going on? I thought he was just calling me about something like a trip or something fun or something. He goes, hey, what do you think about hell? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he starts going, he goes, you know, because I, I, you know, I believe on the good stuff. I believe like God, Jesus, heaven, yeah. love, goodness. Yeah. I don't believe in like the, the negative side, evil, hell. Yeah. Sin. And, and I realized, okay, he, he's, he's, he's bought into half the narrative, but not the other half of the narrative, right? You know? Yeah. And, and we're, walk, we're talking about this, and he goes, because, you know, this guy's telling me, you know, there's like the personification of evil, and, and that evil's everywhere, and, every, and it's almost like a cabal that's out there that's causing us to do all these horrible things. And, and then about, and he's talking to me about hell. And, and I looked at him, I said, I, I, as I talked to him, I said, okay. Um, we're going to unwrap this more and more. But one of the things, that, let's start here. He goes, where? And I said, we're here on earth right now. And there are people who are suffering, people who are hungry, people who are homeless, people who have no meaning, people who are uh, lonely, people who feel desperation. Why don't we try to um, bring some heaven to earth to them? So why don't you take some of the power and ability you have and do all the good you can? And then let's figure out, this whole afterlife thing as we go. Yeah. And because I think a lot of times we want to just talk about ideas of heaven and hell. 
rather than how do I help a person realize that they are loved, to have meaning, and, and that there's a God who created them who loves them. And because, I mean, ironically, if everyone was alive in the life and presence of God, hell would not even be a conversation to be had. Why is it such a conversation that is had? Because it feels sometimes to me that Christians want to send people to hell more than than they want people to go to heaven. And that is part of the problem. It feels like, yeah, I don't think... you say that's an accurate Yeah, I do. I I, I don't think a Christian should ever talk about hell without being brokenhearted. Right. Like, whenever I hear someone talk about hell as if they're so happy it exists because bad people get to go there, I'm going, you've missed the entire message of Jesus. I remember one time when I was, like, in kind of my, like, faith... uh, My faith struggle, and that's probably, like, every Tuesday, but, like... But when I was really going through it, it was like someone told me, like, well, you're just going to go to hell. And I said, well, I'll be seeing you there because I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to send anyone. And and I, like, and there's verse of the verse of the verse that talk about the people who judge will be equally and more heavily judged than the people being judged. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't understand where we miss some of those concepts. The idea of hell is a tough one because mm-hmm. I think it's an idea that we're – I think any idea that we get fixated on is never what we – Think it will be, yeah, right, yeah, absolutely, and uh, and maybe we should do a whole conversation one day about about hell. I think know? so too. I think yeah. that'd be amazing. Yeah, and um, but call it hello. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking Lionel Richie, old school. <laughs> and, uh, all right, we'll wrap this but, up. All right, uh, yes, and if you are listening, and you're trying to make sense of God, mm-hmm. um. I would love for you to put in the comments questions you have. So I'm less interested in the questions maybe that Christians have. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in the questions that you would have if you aren't a Christian, if you don't believe in God, or if you're an agnostic, or maybe if you're just not sure. Yeah, I think and, it's cool. I think it's a great conversation. And we'll take time, and we'll uh, answer some of those questions on an ongoing basis. That'll awesome. be fun. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to the Better Ready Podcast. Uh, this was a really interesting conversation, a quick one, a quick one talking about... God and the existence of God, and I kind of played the advocate of is there a God and kind of presenting questions. But some that of I your didn't. friends ask you those questions all, all the time. The, all the time. Yeah. Like, my the best thing that happened to me last week was I was going through a really hard time, and two of my friends who, who are the most supportive of my faith, but also like are honest. Like I don't know if we believe. Um, I texted one of them. I'm praying for you. Like I just they were going through a hard day. I was like they've been there for me during all of this. Like, I'm praying for you, and they they told me later like, they just cried. Like. And it was just like a beautiful moment. And I was like, I, you know, even on the days that I struggle with it, I go, my faith's real enough to affect someone who, with goodness, you know. Yeah. And I think when you opened, you said not only um, how do you prove God, but you also said, like, why should I believe in God? Yeah. So and, it's part two, probably. Yeah. And I just want to leave this last thought. Uh, because God is the source of everything that is good. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. See you guys soon. Bye.